straight up. I love this story. On November 25th, most of Nova Scotia closed down. Flights in and out of Halifax Stanfield International Airport were canceled. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History from the Weather Network in Canada. A 172-kilometer section of the Trans-Canada Highway was closed from Truro to Moncton, and about 450 snow plows and salt trucks were deployed to work around the clock this day in weather history. We've all heard the old saying, be careful what you wish for. Well, on February 16th of 2014, the Weather Network's chief meteorologist, Chris Scott, tweeted out how he dreamt of standing amid the infamous lace-sweat winds in Cape Breton during a weather bomb. Strangely specific. As fate would have it, there just happened to be a nor'easter forecast for the area where wind records would fall as quickly as they were set. And we wanted to see Chris Scott live that dream. So on March 26th of 2014, we send him to that very spot in Grand Tang, Nova Scotia, to report on a very dangerous situation. And joining him was the Weather Network's own storm hunter, Mark Robinson, who was definitely no stranger to hurricanes and precarious weather situations, having actually recently been out photographing tornadoes on the ground in Tornado Alley. The two meteorologists remarked how they were likely witnessing the most extreme weather in the entire world at that moment, but this would be a harbinger of things to come for them. We're on the Cabot Trail in Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, in the middle of what is basically a Category 1 hurricane. That's what this nor'easter is doing for sustained winds and mark the gusser to Cat 2 strength. This is, uh, this is getting as intense as anything I've ever seen in a hurricane other than some of the really big ones like Katrina. As the live television feed rolled on, the two began to lose footing. What happened next was exactly what you get when you make this specific a set of scenarios as a checkbox on your bucket list of life. Chris appeared to lurch to his left, and Mark felt that. He slipped, but his foot caught Chris by the ankle, and the two of them literally were blown away in the wind, as well as well off camera. <laughs> the other thing that's new for me, too, is the sound of the wind. It's called the roar. It's a roar, and it's a scream, and it's something you've just never heard if you haven't heard winds over 140 kilometers per hour. Yeah, this is definitely what we call the, the hurricane roar, and that's what I'm always looking for. And it's almost a uh, subsonic. Have you ever been to a concert? Neither of those two professionals want to embarrass themselves by getting thrown out of a shot. That means that wind seriously came up and surprised them. For viewers, it was nothing short of spectacular television. And you can see it all for yourself on today's podcast, Video Short. Ooh, hey, as a matter of fact, remember that this day in weather history can be enjoyed a number of ways. Right now, you are listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider, but there is also the daily podcast, Video Short. They are shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective. And oftentimes, they will include visuals from that day's event, from when it happened, in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history.
That was the story across the Atlantic region where an early spring storm started early on the morning of the 26th along Nova Scotia's south shore, then quickly made its way across the province and into Prince Edward Island. The storm was forecast to dump 40 centimeters of snow. The high winds were causing power outages across the province and along the Acadian shore and parts of the Annapolis Valley. Power was not expected to be restored anytime soon. As for the power of the wind, storm hunter Mark Robinson remembers it this way. The sound is very unusual because it's not a sound that you hear. It's a sound that you feel. At the height of the storm, power outages left about 16,000 Nova Scotians in the cold and the dark, along with about 2,400 homes and businesses in southern New Brunswick and 900 in Prince Edward Island. This day in weather history. My thanks to the Weather Network's Chief of Meteorology, Chris Scott, and Storm Hunter meteorologist Mark Robinson for being just such great sports. <laughs> and to my producer, Steve Perko, for finding the interview clips from a segment we used to do here called Captured. That's where I got those sound bites from. So thanks, Steve. Come on, it's a team effort here to put this podcast together on a daily basis. So thank you, everyone. Hey, do you like the podcast? We'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea, go right now to wherever you're listening to me and rate us if you would, please. It's on a five-star system and we would love as many stars as you can afford. So rate us, but then also review us. This way we can always stay on top of how you'd like to see the show evolve. Then remember to subscribe to this podcast. Click the subscribe or follow button right there on the very same podcast homepage you're listening on. You'll be immediately reminded that the next day is ready to listen to, and you also have access to every episode in the archives. It dates back to June 1st of 2020, so there is a lot that we got to get caught up on on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is March 27th, and we recall the story of the most powerful earthquake recorded in North American history and the second most powerful earthquake recorded in world history. On this day in weather history, with me, your host, Chris May.